Um, we're going to jump into the word, but um, at the end, we'll make ourselves available for prayer for anyone who just needs prayer for anything, whatever it is, uh, healing, salvation, um, deliverance, whatever it is, just maybe maybe breakthrough, whatever it is. Um, if you need prayer, we'll, we'll make ourselves available at the end. Um, as a, a family, you know, the church is a family. That's what it is. It's the family of God. And when we launched this church, I, I had... I had led in such a way that I said, you know what, I'm never again going to, to do what, what the Spirit wouldn't want me to do. I'm not going to not do what the Spirit wants me to do. I'm going to do what I know that I know that I know that the Bible tells us to do. And I don't care what anyone thinks. How many know that I, I mean that? How many, uh, come on, testify. I don't care. I don't care if you don't like it. I don't care. I'm not trying to do it in a way that you're offended. I'm not trying to offend anyone. But the Word of God can be offensive. And my job is not to worry about whether or not it's offensive. Now, I should try to to present it in such a way that it makes sense to you and that you can understand it and that I don't just bonk you with it and just be be offensive intentionally. I'm not trying to do that. But I'm not going to also avoid topics that are in the Word of God, that the Spirit's telling me to speak, that by, because you might be afraid to hear it. I don't care. Okay? I'm going to obey God. No, I'm going to obey God. I have to. Okay? And because the Word of God is good. God is good, and His Word is good. And what He calls us to do is good. Okay? So um, when Romeo had first come to us, we were still at the other church, and I'm saying, man, Romeo, I'm seeing you just move, and I'm seeing cancer disappear. I'm seeing people healed. I'm seeing people delivered, and it doesn't seem like it's, it's hard. You're not trying to conjure anything up. You're just like, oh, come here. You know, let me help you. You know, and just boom, they're free, and they're healed, and they're, deli- you know, and people are coming back with doctor's reports of cancer disappearing, and I'm going, I, I'm tired of seeing that those I love be bound by stuff and having no solution to help them. I'm tired of it. How come you're walking like this and we're trying to, but we're not? How come? And he says, simple. And he named off a couple of things. One of them that really convicted me, he said, listen, we do not in the body of Christ in Burkina Faso, let sin remain in the body. We don't allow it. We will call people out, not, not to shame them publicly. Not, 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 we'll pull them aside and say, hey, listen, what is this? We'll ask questions. What's going on here? What's this? This seems appearance to be like this. Oh, no, yeah, we're, we're, okay, well, you need to repent, and you need to turn away from that because this is what the Word of God says. If they say no, then we say, okay, well, then you need to leave. I'm like, wow. Whew. We definitely weren't doing that, okay? So we had definitely moved to the side of like, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, like, it's not God's best. And, you know, we try to, like, encourage you towards the goodness of God, but we weren't going to be that, that frank and that, that, that black and white about it. And he says, well, then keep trying your way, and we'll keep doing it our way. And I'm like, well, I want your way. You know, I want to see people freed from cancer. I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to see cancer take anyone else's life. I'm tired of it. I know it's of the devil. I know it's not from God. It needs to be removed from the earth. And I'm watching you do it. So I want that. And I see clearly in the scriptures that what you're saying is true. It's just hard to do. He said, listen, I would rather have one person that wants God and wants to do what God says than a thousand that don't. I'd rather have a church with one person who wants God than a thousand who really don't. So let the, those who, who want to stay in the world, let them be removed from the church. I was like, whew. 
you know, like, okay. But I had told you, I had, so I had, a, I had a vision when I was reading the book of Revelation where, where I had brought, um, I had come before the Lord. I was taken into this. I could see it. I came before the throne of God and had all these people with me. And I was kind of like, like to, the, to God, I was like, like basically I've done a pretty good job. You know, like look at this, you know. You know, like I'm pretty amazing. Look what I did for you. And the Lord looked over my shoulder and then he looked back at me and says, who are they? And I felt that sinking feeling of like, what do you mean? Looked back over and goes, I don't know them. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I knew exactly what he was saying. He's like, don't play with my church. Don't play church. You know what I've called you to do. You know what leads people to life. You know what, I, what I've commanded. You haven't told my people, so they don't walk in it. So then they walk still according to this world instead of my kingdom. So you have to instruct them according to righteousness. You have to instruct them according to the kingdom. Otherwise, I won't know them. You have to teach them how to hear my voice. Teach them how to follow my ways. And so I just said, that's it. From the vision and from those words from Romeo, and that's those words from Romeo is what provoked, started provoking us into um, just longer times in prayer and just more going after um, people to, and we started seeing people delivered, starting to see people saved, baptized in the Holy Spirit, seeing people healed. We started seeing all that from just making that shift. And so when we started the church, I, I just said, that's it. I'm going to call people to righteousness. I see in the scriptures that in the waters of baptism, both in, in Romans, in Colossians, and in, in Peter, he says the sin nature is removed in the waters of baptism. People don't want to hear that. Some of you are like, well, isn't it just, you know, you've taught that. We can see that. It's clearly there. Yeah, but a lot of the people that grew up in the church all over the world, it's a big deal when I say that in Burkina. They are like, what are you talking about? The missionaries that came didn't tell us that. We, and I just say, it's right here in the scriptures. Let's read it. And it's clearly right here. That, in a sense, because they'll just wait long periods of time before people are water baptized. And I'm like, it's right here that this is that vital. That's why in the scriptures it was done the first day. It was always done the day that they believed. Why do we wait these long periods? So I've just gone after these things that people that offend people, and I just don't, I just want people to, I'd rather those who are offended believe and those who, who the Spirit is saying, yes, it's now the Spirit's, and then they just go after God. I'd rather do it that way. Amen? So that's what we're doing. And so um, once a year, I talk about tithing. I talk about giving because I say, it's what the Bible says. And today's that day, but I'm just saying, it's what the Bible says. And I'm not afraid to tell you the truth. I say it every week, but I want to teach on it today. I want to teach on it because God wants you to come under his blessing. There's many things I do it ever, all the time that I talk about something that for at least maybe a third of the room, they're like... <sighs> You know, what I don't like what he's talking about this. I do it all the time. I love to do it because it's what's going to bring you fully in. Okay. So, but this is one of those things that keep many out of the blessing, the full blessing. I don't want a single area of your life to be outside of the full blessing. I don't want a single area of your life, but many people in the church life is outside of this. Why? Because pastors are afraid to talk about it and they need to repent. It's not my job to, you know, necessarily, unless the Lord tells me to go and talk to one of them that I know that's doing it and I could have a, a conversation with them. But they need to repent because it's, it's right there in the scriptures. It's all from, from, from the beginning to the end. And you're going to see that today. I'm going to show you. 
but God doesn't command us to do anything that doesn't have a blessing with it. He doesn't, it's not that it's, it's, it's just, it's useless. No, 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 no. He's everything he commands us to do is intentional and it's for your good. Every single thing. Okay. So you're going to see that today, but I, my challenge is, is that you will take notes. You won't trust what I'm saying. You will read what the word of God is saying. Cause, cause I, I, I'm not, I'm not infallible. Okay. That's not, I'm not infallible. This, this is what you should build your life on. Not on what I say, but on what this says. So I'm going to give you scripture. My challenge for you, some of you already know it. How many of you already know this is true? What I'm going to say today, you already practiced. Praise God. That's awesome. Now, there's hands that weren't raised, and that's okay. <laughs> Repent, ye old sinner. So, um, so, <laughs> he was doing the first thing I told him to do. So, so I don't want you to take my word on this, okay? Because it's a big step for some of you. It's going to be hard for some of you. So don't take my word, okay? Because when you build your life upon God's word, you won't shake, okay? And the earth is being shaken right now. God's going to allow the things that can shake to be shaken. So that which that cannot be shaken will stand, okay? So I just, I love the shaking, I'm gonna, I want to shake some of you today with the Word of God. Um, but I want you to come into that place where you're rooted and grounded completely upon the Word of God so your life won't shake. Okay? All right. So when I teach this, I teach about four different kinds of giving. Okay? I want to hear them. What are they? The tithe, the seed, the first fruits, and the alms. You guys guys. You guys are so biblical. So, so I'm going to walk through it, that part, really quick, because I, I teach on this. this is, I only teach it once a year. It looks like some of you are here last year. But I want to root you deeply into the Word of God, okay? For some of you, this is a new message. How many of you, this is a new message? You, have, you weren't here last time I, I preached this message. I, I know you weren't. So lift up your hands. I want to see them. Lift them up, okay? <laughs> like, I, know, I know who you are. I'm not going to lift my hand. Okay, so... so <laughs> So uh, that helps me know that I'm not just talking to people that already know, okay? All right. So if you have your Bible, which you should have your Bible, you might be on your phone. If you don't have a Bible, open up your phone, get the Bible app. You should have the living word. You should have the word of God. For those of you who just got recently saved, I'm sure they told you, but, you know, jump into the Gospels. Jump into one of the Gospels. Begin to just read the Bible every day, okay? Your life should be um, founded on the Word of God. Leviticus 27, verse 30. And I'm going to just read a bunch of different verses. Um, I don't have time to to read every verse on on this topic. You know me, I want to. The Word of God is just amazing. All right, it's on the screen there. It says, all the tithe of the land, whether seed of the land or fruit, of the tree is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. Okay, I didn't write that. That's the word of God. Okay, no, I'm serious. People are, oh, you, you just, I didn't write that. That's the word of God. Okay, I want you to see what it says. It says the tithe. What does the word tithe mean? A tenth. Whether, no, no matter how it comes in, that's what it's saying. No, no matter what it is, no matter how it comes in, that what you have that you brought in 
is whose? The Lord's. And it's what? Holy to the Lord. Holy to Yahweh. It's his and it's holy. Okay. So the tithe belongs to who? The Lord. See, some of you are realizing why I say that. The tithe belongs to who? The, Lord. the tithe belongs to who? The Lord. Now, if something belongs to the Lord and you don't give it to him, what's it called? Some of you guys getting in the corner real quick. <laughs> this is my first verse. And you're in the corner. You're like, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know what to do. He's got me in the corner. I have no problem because I've tithed since I was 19. I got saved. A couple months later, I started tithing. I've tithed ever since. I, I have no problem telling you to do what I know God wants you to do and that I know I do. I have shared the testimony that my wife, in times of financial difficulty, tried to say, hey, what if we don't tithe yet, and then at the end of the month, we make it up? And I said, don't you dare do that. Not to make her, she was so young, she was barely, she was like 18, 19, somewhere in there, and we were in college, stuff like that, and she's like, she had this wonderful plan. I said, yeah, I hope you had fun, because you're cursed, you know what I mean? I'm like, don't try to bring no curse on my house. No, you'll see that there's a curse. And some of us, we want there to be no curse. But if you don't do what the word of God says, even if you say that you're in the kingdom, if you don't do what the kingdom does, you're still living in that area of your life outside of the kingdom. So yeah, there's no curse. We bring all of yourself into the kingdom because that's where the blessing is. Deuteronomy 28, let's just go there. I didn't have it in my notes, but I just feel like I need to go there. Jesus, I need more time. Now it shall come to pass. This is a verse one. If you, I want you to see that word, if you, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commands. This is in the New King James. Which I commanded you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you say we like that say we want that because so that's like an if because you obeyed the voice of the lord your god blessed shall you be in the city blessed shall you be in the country blessed shall be the fruit of your body the produce of the ground, the increase of your herbs, the increase of your cattle and your offspring of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your netting bowl. This is your bread. Blessed shall be you when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. Blessing. So he's going to cause your enemies to fail all this stuff. You will be blessed. You shall be if you obey. Obey what? The commands of the Lord, of the law, the commands of the law. So Deuteronomy is in the law. Deuteronomy is in the law. Okay, Leviticus is in the What was the last verse we read? Leviticus, which is in the law, which is what we're supposed to heed. So well, the law has been, been, been done away with, and yet the scripture says not one tittle, not the smallest letter of the Hebrew will pass away. 
know, he came to fulfill it. But the good thing is, for, for, for us to understand this, is that the tithe started before the law. The tithe was before the law. Okay, Abraham brings the tithe to Melchizedek, the prince of Salem, which is the prince of peace. Who's the prince of peace? Jesus. Now, some say it's a Christophany, which is, 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 is Christ in the Old Testament, and some say it's not, because the Christophanies need certain things, right? The angel of the Lord, stuff like that. But we have this person who's the, 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 the prince of Jerusalem, right? Because Jerusalem's the city of It's the prince of Jerusalem, and Hebrews says that he had no beginning nor no end. I wonder who he is or who he's supposed to represent, okay? And Abraham, who's the father of the faith, brought a tithe to Melchizedek, the high priest that Jesus is in that lineage of the high priest of Melchizedek. And what did Melchizedek bring to Abraham? Bread and wine. Brought him communion. The word of God is so fun. I just want to dance over the word of God. It's so amazing. Okay? And Melchizedek released a blessing upon Abraham. He released a blessing upon him. Okay, I got to keep going. All right. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. Some of you are like, oh, I know. Okay, great. Some don't. Just listen. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have I robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me. He said, tithes and offerings. You have robbed me. And you're cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me. Even this whole nation. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven. So apparently there's doors and windows, right? Because John sees a door open. He's like, there's windows too. And they'll be open. And I will pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer. If you keep reading De- Deuteronomy 28, he talks about he'll, he'll rebuke that devourer, your enemies. He'll, but if you don't do it, there'll be a curse. And then he talks about that they'll come and devour. They'll come and, okay, I'll rebuke that because he already put it in the law. It's going to happen. So that he will not destroy the fruit of the ground, nor shall the vine fall to bear fail to bear fruit for you in the fields says the lord of hosts and all the nations will call you blessed which is something that deuteronomy 28 says they'll do and you will be a delightful land says the lord of hosts anyone want to be blessed okay he says obey my commands and you'll be blessed he said blessings will overtake you some of you are like, I'm already blessed. Well, imagine what really God wants to do. Just saying. Imagine really what God wants to do. Romans eleven sixteen. Now we're going to move to the first fruits. So that's the tithe. Starts before the law. In the New Testament, Jesus says that you tithe on your herb gardens, and you should, he says, 
but you don't do even more important things. And he talks about mercy and these things. All right, first fruits, Romans eleven sixteen. If the dough offering as first fruit is holy, so the whole lump, so is the whole lump. And if the root is holy, so shall be the branch. Okay, here's what he's saying. So, so every offering that goes to the Lord that is to be holy to the Lord, which is the tithe and the first fruits, it makes everything else holy. I want you to catch this. The tithe, he says, is what? Holy. It belongs to the Lord, and it is. So if the tithe, the 10% you gave to him is holy, then the rest is holy. And there's a blessing. He says, see if I won't bless you. How many want the blessing? Say, I want the blessing. I can see about a third of you didn't say you want the blessing. That's crazy. I'm just like, what? It's important, your words. There's life and death in the tongue. We decree, we do this with our tongue. So that's why I do that. Some of you think, why does he do that? He's just trying to kind of pump us up. No, I'm literally walking you through receiving the blessing. So when you don't, when you don't participate that way, okay, participate. When I say, tell every veil, we're doing something. It's in the spirit, okay? So I'm trying to bring you along with this, that when I say, hey, declare this, that you should declare, you know, if it's the word of God, declare it, okay? So we want the blessing, amen? It's too late. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. All right. It's never too late. Today is the day of salvation. All right. Leviticus. Leviticus 23, 10 through 11. This is in the law. Okay. The first five books. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. This is the Pentateuch. This is the, the law. Okay. Chapter 23, verse 10. Speak to the children of Israel and say to them that when they come into the land which I have um, given to you, who gave it? The Lord. And reap its harvest, you shall bring a sheath of first fruits from your harvest to the priests. He shall wave the sheath before the Lord and be accepted on your behalf. On that day, after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. Okay. Now, if you've been here on the Pentecost message, you'll, you'll catch also how this is connected um, um, as well. So there's more to this verse. It's amazing. But the scripture says Jesus is the first fruits. Jesus is actually a first fruit offering of the Lord. Jesus, that's so amazing. That's so good. So the law says that, that we should bring a first fruits. All right. Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10. Some of you just need to write it down. You're trying to go write it down first so that you can go back later if I go too fast. Honor the Lord with all your wealth. With how much of your wealth? And with the first fruit of all your produce. The first fruits of all your produce. And here's what the Lord says he's going to do. Your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will burst with wine. There'll be so much. The Lord wants, how many know this? The Lord wants to bless you. He's like, oh, no problem. Uh, I'm a good father. I love to bless my kids. I love to give the kingdom. Um, do this. Oh, I love to give you salvation. Do this. Believe that. Like, the, he, he, he says, oh, you want this? Then do this. He ha- this is how he, and you say, oh, the Lord, you know, God is Lord. Is he? Because he gets to say what we do. 
You're not Lord. You don't get to determine what's good and evil. That's what, it, that's what Adam and Eve struggled with. They determined what was good in their own eyes because God said it wasn't good to take from the tree. And they said, nah, let's do it. It looks good. Cain thought it was good to bonk his brother with, you know, and kill him. Was it good? No, it wasn't good. But he determined what was good in his own eyes. To build a tower to the sky, the Babel thought it would be good. Was it good in the Lord's eyes? No, but they thought it good in their own. Egypt thought it'd be good to, to, to imprison uh, the Israelites. Was it good in God's eyes? No, but they thought it good in their own eyes. This is the story of the scriptures. So God says it's good for you to tithe. And we go, nah, maybe for my neighbor, but not for me. I just feel like the Lord's telling me something else. Does the Lord go back on his word? No, no he doesn't. This is his word. Okay. Jesus is king. All right, I want to show you a cool, cool verse. I already... Okay, let me, let me read this last one, and then we'll do that. So Genesis chapter 4, verse 3 through 5. All right, Cain and Abel. I want you to catch this. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering. I want you to what kind of an offering? An offering, just kind of whatever he wanted of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn. What, what, what did he bring? The firstborn of his flock and of its fat. And the Lord respected Abel's offering, and he rejected Cain's offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. What does the Lord say to him? Cain, how come you're, you're so dejected? How come you're so downcast? If you do what's right, you'll be accepted. This is before the law. Okay, this is long before the law. Kicked out of the garden, and there's already a type of offering the Lord requires. And when Cain brought an offering, some of us bring an offering, and the Lord doesn't want it. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> so, oh, you got hit by that one. You're like, oh, what? <laughs> Little rich pharaoh there for you. <laughs> so, um, now there is a type of offering the Lord wants that's like that. We're going to get to that, right? That's a seed offering. Okay, that's a different type of offering, but that's not what's here. When we bring as a first fruits offering an offering, that's not the type of offering. Offerings are very specific. The tithe, you don't bring kind of an eighth and it's like, this is my tithe. He's like, do the math again. That's not a tithe. I'm serious. Right? Before taxes. Some of you got hit again. I'm not trying to bludger you. I'm just trying to speak truth so you can come into the blessing. How many of you know when you come into the blessing, you're like, oh, I got the best pastor ever. Like, I'm so glad he told me the truth. When the blessings overcome you, I'm going to be your favorite, okay? The Lord will be your favorite. I'll be your second, okay? So it's like, I'm so glad Tom told me the truth because I can't even contain. All of a sudden, you start getting calls. Hey, I want to give you this job. I want to do this. I want to, hey, can I give you this? All of a sudden, the blessings overtake you, and you're like, what is going on? Yeah, you're blessed, And here's the thing. The Lord wants to be a, you to be blessed so you can be a blessing to the nations. Yeah. How come the Lord blessed Abraham? To be a blessing to nations. What does he say in Deuteronomy? I'm going to bless you and you'll lend to nations. 
The nations will be blessed because of you. How many of you are a blessing to nations? Come on. Amen. Praise God. How many of you lend to nations? I didn't see a single hand. Okay, so that's why the Lord wants to bless you. Some of you are like, you know, oh, the, the, it's something. We have this weird thing. We're Americans. We're the most blessed people on earth financially. Okay, there's maybe a couple other countries, Saudi Arabia, some others. There's very financially blessed. But we're one of the most blessed people in the entire world. And yet, when it comes to this as believers, we have a poverty mindset. We're blessed. We have a, a poverty mi- a mindset uh, or a, a wealth mindset in every other way except this way. Why? Because someone wants to take your wealth. The Lord doesn't want to take your wealth. He wants to give it to you. But can he trust you with his wealth? Because if money has you, the Lord won't give it to you because you'll keep it. No, he wants you to be a blessing to nations. So once money doesn't have you, now the Lord has you. Now the Lord can use you as a blessing to nations. Because why would God give you something that would corrupt you? He doesn't want to do that. That's a bad dad. I talk about my, my son wanting a samurai. I'm not going to give it to him. It wouldn't be a blessing. It would be a curse. Okay. No, it would. It would. He would kill his brother and he'd go to jail. Okay. All right. The alms. Okay. First fruits. Okay. Here's what first fruits is. Now, Listen, there's a lot of debate because of how things were before we now get paid the way we get, okay? Right? We understand that. Most of you aren't farmers, okay? So things are different about how, how it was then from what it is now, okay? So what uh, my challenge to you to do is, one, just do your own study on the Word of God. Hear from the Lord. Do what the Lord tells you. That's what he wants, okay? He wants you to be a people who heed his voice, Amen? So heed his voice, okay? So, but if I can help at all, what Katie and I would do is just take, if we get an increase on our, our, if we get an increase, okay, we work on salary. If we get an increase on that salary, that first time I get that increase, I give it to the Lord. I don't keep it. If I start a business, the first paycheck I get, I give it to the Lord, okay? By tithe, yeah, I give the whole thing. Yeah, it's the first fruits. All the first goes to him, Okay? So that feels like, oh, how would I do that? Okay? But some of you work where you, you, you get new jobs on a regular basis. That's like, doesn't, yeah. Then what they do is in January, you would take, whether it's your first week of the month or whatever it is, and you would set it aside. I know people that give the whole month of January. I'm like, and they're, they're crazy blessed. So really, it's like, how much do you want to be blessed with the first fruits? You know, praise God. But that mainly on your increase. That first time. So if someone says, hey, we're going to move you from this hourly and we're going to give you $3 an hour more, that first difference in your check, take that and give it to the Lord. Okay? That helped make it pretty simple? All right. Amen. Okay, so alms. What's alms? Giving to the poor. What does the word alms mean? Mercy. So this is mercy giving. Okay? This is when you help those who are in need. Proverbs 14. Man, I got like six minutes. Lord. Proverbs 14, 21. He who despises his neighbor sins, but he who has mercy on the poor is happy. Okay? If you look at multiple translations, this is talking about the alms, those who have alms, those who have compassion for for their neighbor. When their neighbor's in need and they help their neighbor, he says, they'll be blessed. Proverbs 19, 17. He who has pity, the word pity there is alms, on the poor, lends to the Lord, and he will pay back what he has given. Now, you hear that language is very important. He will pay 
back. Now, this is a theme throughout the scriptures, okay? The Lord will not be in debt to anyone. That's what the scriptures are saying. He will not be in debt to any man. So when you give to the poor, the Lord says, you're actually not giving to the poor, you're giving to him. This is why he can say, when you gave to someone who was thirsty, you were giving it to me, okay? When you give to those who are in need, the Lord says, you're lending to me, and I will pay you back. So the tithe releases a blessing upon your finances. The 90% you still have, it's now, there's grace on it. It's blessed, okay? What does grace do? Grace is divine empowerment. Your money is supernaturally divine. It's blessed. It's holy. That on the first fruits and on the rest of your, okay. Now, what does the alms do? How does the Lord give it back? He gives it back. It's like dollar for dollar. He says, you lended to me this, and I'm going to give it back. But the way you lended it was by helping the poor, okay? This is what's happening in Matthew chapter 6. When he says, don't sound the horn, don't let the, he's saying, don't shame the poor in your giving, Okay, this is what's happening. That the, the priests would make a, you know, a big noise about helping the poor. And it's a shame to the poor when you do that. Right? Do we understand that? If I were to, to we, I see it on YouTube. YouTube stars, they're just not believers. They want you, know, you to watch their videos. They'll find some, some homeless person, go and buy $100 worth of groceries and bring it to him and video it. And they're like, yeah, look at her. You're like shaming the poor. The Lord's like, you should expect to receive nothing from you. You already got your reward. And I think there's actually, it's a negative because you're shaming the poor. Okay? That, and the Lord's not, that, he's not into that thing. Okay. This is even kind of hard, but it's like the Bible, so let's read it. Proverbs 28, 27. He who gives to the poor will not lack, but he who hides his eyes has uh, many curses. So he's saying, actually, not only will there not be a blessing and not will he not pay you back, he said, you'll be cursed. If there's those in needs around you and you hide your eyes from him, he says, you'll have many curses. Say, we don't like that. We don't want that. Okay, good. Seed. This is the last one I'm going to talk, and then I want to read a verse to you in my last two minutes. (laughs) Seed. This is a different kind of giving. What's seed giving? This is now freely yours to give, okay? So now your, your 90% is divinely blessed. How many like that? Like, you give 10% to the Lord, and then he's like, I'm going to make your 90% do stuff that's really cool. I'm going to, yeah, I like that. I'm like, yeah, let it be, Lord, okay? So we want that. We like that. And then when we help the poor, he's like, yeah, I'll give it back to you. We also like that, so that's awesome. But seed does something completely different. Okay, so let's look at what the seed. The seed is freely yours to give. It's divinely empowered because you gave your tithe. I always say, don't give a seed without tithing. It doesn't have any grace on it. It's like a dead seed. Seriously. I don't don't care if you don't like it, and I don't care if you don't give. I want you to be blessed. I don't want to curse church, and I don't want to curse family. I want to bless family. So I don't care if you're like, well, I only give seed, and I give a pretty good seed. Keep it. Tithe. Amen. Do what the Lord tells you to do so that you, could be a bless- you can be blessed and that you become a blessing. We will be a blessing to each other. That no one will be within, with need, and then we can bless the nations. That's what God wants to do. So I want you to come into the blessing, okay? All right. 
The seed, remember this. It says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 and 1. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sow, what do we do with seed? Sow. It's a different language. I want you to hear that. He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. If you only sow a little bit, you're only going to receive a little bit, is what he's saying. He who sows generously will reap generously. But here's how we should do it. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Okay? You can freely. God's like, you want to give one? Then give one. But know that you're, only, you're going to get small back. But you're free to do it. However you want to sow seed. Okay? So what I do is when I'm in a, in a, in a place and I feel like the Lord prompts me, whatever he prompts me with, that's how I do it. He, he, we just were somewhere, and the Lord, a couple hundred bucks, give a couple hundred bucks. The Lord says, a thousand, give a thousand. Even if, if I'm looking at my account like, <sighs> you know, like, <sighs> okay, Lord, I do it. And you can hear our testimonies. It's crazy what the Lord does. Crazy what the Lord does. It's like, ugh, we could just be a blessing to nations. It's, it's, it's awesome. Not reluctantly or out of compulsion. Don't let someone compulse you to do it. Don't do it. If I compulse you, if, if any pastor compulse, don't do it. Let the Spirit, let, 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 let the Lord tell you what to give. And you give that, and then you'll be able to give it cheerfully, right? For, the Lord, for God loves a cheerful giver. God is able to bless you abundantly. How, he's able to do what? Bless you abundantly. So that in all things, in all times, and in all uh, that you need, you will abound in every good work. How many times? At all times. Having all you need, you will abound in every good work. How many of you feel like God has put, put a work in your heart to do? Whether it's helping another work or something like that. Some of you need to, man, there's plenty of works that God has going. You need to get connected to one of them. He says... When you, when, you, when you give this way, the Lord will make you, cause you to abound at all times so that you can always do good work. So all the good work he calls you to do, you can do it. See, that's what I mean by he wants to bless you so you can be a blessing to nations, not so that you can just get, get fat and acquire a bunch of stuff. That's not what he's trying to do. How many of you know that's not what he's trying to do? Actually, that's a cursed life. Right? He, he came to the man who built extra barns. And he says, you fool, on this day, your life will be required of you. What will, it, what will this have done? Right? So that's not what the Lord's trying to do at all. Zero. He's trying to bless nations. How many of you know that, that at least just for me and Katie, there's, I, if, if, you, if people gave me $2 million, I could use it for the work of the kingdom tomorrow. Like I have like so many different works, crusades and different things that the Lord has called us to do. So many kingdom works. If someone were to entrust me with that, I would have a place to put it. And it wouldn't be in my barns. And it wouldn't be to my, you know, increase of my waste. It wouldn't be to the increase of a new car. It wouldn't be to any of that. I don't, I don't care about none of that. You've seen my car, 95 F-150. You know, it's broken down right now. So I don't, I don't need it. I don't want it. I would like my car to run. I need a new starter. But so in the name of Jesus. So... I'm glad that's a cheap part to fix. You know what I mean? So easy part. But, but that's what I don't, I don't care. I don't want it. But what have I given my, my, my finances to? The work of the kingdom. Amen. We had 11,000 people saved last year. That's what I want. 
That's what I want. That's what I'm going to give my life to. God wants to do that through your life as well. Amen? For some of you, you're like, he is doing it through my life. Amen. He wants to do it through all of your lives. But we have to come into the blessing. I want to see the banquet hall of the king filled with people in the right clothes. Amen? Amen. All right. I'm going to read. I'm going to skip all this. There's a bunch on it. I'm going to just read a couple verses, and you can write them down. I can't read them. I'm already late for time. Galatians 6, verse 7. Give me a second to write that down. Proverbs 11, verse 24 and 25. Luke 6, verse 26. All right, now I want to read something. We'll just release you. I can already see the people for the next gathering is talking out there. So This is just amazing to me. I want to read this. First Chronicles 29, verse 1. David has prepared something for the Lord. And that just makes my heart jump. First Chronicles 29. King David said to all the assembly, My son Solomon, whom alone God has chosen, he's young, he's unexperienced, and the work is great, because the temple is not for men, but for the Lord God. He's, he's wanting to build the, the, the house of God. And he says, this is going to be a big work. And my son, his son is a teenager. He says, he, he, he's, he's young and he's unexperienced. This is a big work to do because we're not building a house for man, but for God. Now for the house of my God, I have prepared with all my might. He prepared a gift for God with everything he had, all his might. Gold for the things made of gold, silver for the things made of silver, bronze for the things made of bronze, and iron and wood and oxen stone and other cut stones, all kinds of precious stones, marble slabs in abundance. Verse 3, moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God. Where did he set his affection? On the house of my God. Where where, where does um, David say in Psalm 23 he's going to dwell forever? Surely, your goodness and your mercy shall follow me, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David knew. David knew where he was going to dwell, and he was storing, in a sense, a treasure ahead. He said he put his affection on the house that he was going to dwell in forever, not his earthly house. The house he was going to dwell in forever, he put his affection there. I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver, 3,000 talents of gold. Frank, what's a talent? How much is a talent today? It's a lot. Anyone know? Anyone Bibles say? It's a lot. 3,000 talents of gold. Let's just say a lot of money. 80 pounds. So let's say it's 80 times 3,000. Five thousand tons of gold. Give me a second. You know, you're like, what? Five? Get out of here. Get out of here. 
So let, let's, I, don't, I don't care if you're a king or not. This is a sacrifice. That's crazy. And of gold, 7,000. Do you hear that number? Uh, talents of, of refined silver. 7,000. <sighs> to overlay um, the walls of the house. The gold for the things of gold, silver for the things of silver, and all kinds of work to be done for the hands of the craftsman. Who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord? Did you hear that? David gave this gift, and he says, who else wants to join me in consecrating himself? This gift he gave, he said it con- he's consecrating himself. Now, if you know the word of God, I wonder, I want to ask this, but some of you, when I say consecrate yourself, other verses come to your mind. Other verses come to your mind. A bunch of different verses when God says to the people, consecrate yourself, right? Joshua says it. The angel said, consecrate yourself this day for tomorrow. God will do great things among you. Isaiah 52 says that, that they're going to celebrate because Yahweh is going to return to Jerusalem and he's going to comfort his people. And he says, consecrate yourself so you can carry the holy things of the Lord. You're actually going to carry the holy one himself. So consecrate yourself. He says, who else wants to consecrate himself? He gave such a great gift to the Lord. And he says, it's, 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 who wants to join me in consecrating himself? And it says, the house of the fathers and the leaders of Israel, the captains of thousands and hundreds with their officers, Offer uh, with the officers over the king's work, offered willingly. They gave for the work of the house of God 5,000 talents, 10,000 dig. dig do, how do you say that, Frank? Derricks. It look like Derek to me, but it's Derricks. I guess it kind of does, doesn't it? Of gold. 10,000 talents of silver. 18,000 talents of bronze goes on, right? Precious stones and verse 9. And the people rejoiced, for they had offered willingly because, uh, because with, a loud, uh, with a loyal heart they had offered willingly to the Lord. King David also rejoiced greatly. And then listen to what he says. Therefore David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is, great, is, is the greatness, the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord. And you are excellent as head over all. Both riches and honor be, uh, come from you. And you reign over all. And your name is power and might. In your hand, it is to make great and to give strength to all. You see that he wants to give this, is what he's saying. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise you, your glorious name. But who am I, who are my people, that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things come from you, and of your own we have given you. I want you to catch what he's saying. He's saying, this isn't even great because it's not even ours. He's not saying, man, we, look at what we did. He says, what is this anyways? It's yours. 
You gave it to us. We're just giving back what you gave us. For we're aliens, pilgrims before you, as were all of our fathers. Our days on the earth as, as of shadow without hope. O oh Lord, our God, with all this abundance that we have prepared to build for you a house for your holy name. It's from your hand, he says, and is all your own. I know also, my God, that you test the hearts and have ple- um, pleasure in up, uh, uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all things, all these things. And now with joy, I have seen the people who are present here to offer willingly to you. Oh, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our fathers, keep this forever in the sight of your thoughts and of your heart and of your people and fix their hearts towards you. Give my son Solomon a loyal heart to keep your commands and your testimonies and your statutes to do all these things and to build the temple for which I have made. David said all this to the assembly. He said, bless the Lord your God. So all the assembly blessed the Lord God of their fathers and they bowed their heads and they went prostrated themselves before the Lord and their king. You know, David's act here is like Jesus' act on, on the cross. I want you to hear this. David's act is an imagery of, of, of Jesus' act on the cross. I want you to meditate on that for a second. He gave a gift to prepare a house. Oh, I'm about to dance. What's now the house? What's the gift Jesus gave? Himself. And what did all the people do? They gave their lives in response to Jesus giving his. See, generosity, I just want you to catch this. We want to lay our lives down for God to take the earth. Amen? Amen. That's what we want. Katie and I want to show you the example of our lives. We don't want to ask you to live in any other way except that which we live. That we can say like Paul. Follow us as we follow Christ. Let us be a model to you. Following the model of Jesus and the model of the apostles, let us be a model to you. The sacrificial life that we live. I want to see the kingdom of God take the whole earth. I want to see more people who are bound set free, who are lame walk, who are hopeless come into hope, who don't know salvation come into salvation. I want to see the whole earth I don't want to see 11,000 next year, this coming year. I want to see 20,000. I don't want to see 20,000 the year after. I want to see 40. I want to see the whole earth come. Do I rejoice in the fact that 11,000 Muslims and witches gave their lives to Christ? That's what they were. They're all Muslim and, and animist and, and, and some Americans that were just, you know, atheists or whatever. I want to see even more. Amen? But there's a response of how we live that produces that. Okay? Amen? Amen? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the offering. We didn't do that. Okay? Don't give compulsively. Give your tithe. Give your tithe. You don't even give your tithe. You bring your tithe. It's not yours to give. 
you'll bring it back to the one it belongs to. Amen? So go ahead and prepare your tithe to bring it to the Lord. If you're, if you're um, giving your kingdom giving, we have, that's a seed, okay? That's that preparation for the house of the Lord. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, that we've been giving. We gave $190,000 last year to other ministries. We gave $190,000 last year to other ministries. Church, we gave $190,000 last year to other ministries. Our second year as a church, we gave 190, I think it was five, $195,000. It's amazing. To Kingdom Works, to other churches, to missionaries, to crusades, all kinds of works. And I want to do even more this next year. But this year, as we shared, we need to purchase this building before the end of the year. Okay? We were supposed to have it all taken care of. And the Methodists backed out of their, their side of doing the loan. Said, you need to find someone else. So we had to come up with a down payment that they said that they, we didn't need. It's like, no problem. God has it. Amen? Amen. No problem. God has it. So 200000 is what we're trying to raise on this before the end of the year to purchase this space and to acquire the land next to us. Okay? That's what we're trying to do. Amen? So my, my, I'm just saying, consider freely in your heart what you'll give to that. If you're part of this family, I'm saying that may, may it may not be so that there, wasn't a single, there wouldn't be a single person a part of this family that doesn't prepare a free will seed gift for the purchase of this space. Amen? There wouldn't be a single person. Now, what we need is closer to 800000 for the purchase of this space. Okay? Well, we said, let's, let's at least do the down payment, right? And, huh? Let it be so that the eight hundred comes in. That'd be amazing. For some of you, someone in this room, so acquire it. Okay? And I shared the testimonies that we had, uh, is he 16? 16-year-old? 17? He didn't like that. He's 18. No, just like 17. He, every cent he made this summer, $1,000, he brought it in a red envelope. And he says, I want to help that happen. He gave everything. I'm like, okay. That's a provo- that'll provoke you when a 17-year-old says, let the house of the Lord be built. I said, okay, wow. That's faith right there. Had another family sell their house give 50,000 of it, which is a big portion of it. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? It's like a huge portion of what they, they got, they gave. It's amazing. Had another family do the same, give 20. Had, you know, it's been crazy. And I'm just like, that's, that's the family I want to be a part of. And that's how I live my life. And that's the family I want to build is generous people. Money doesn't have them. God gives them money so that they can change the world. Amen. That's what I'm going to see. I'm going to do it with my life. I'm inviting you to join with me. Amen? Amen. Did we bring the offering? Did we bring that already? Okay, so Father, we thank you. I pray a blessing over your people. Go ahead and stand up and pray a blessing over you. Lord, I pray a blessing over your people. I ask that you bless them and keep them, that you be gracious to them, that you make your face to shine upon them, that you would lead them by your spirit, fill them with your peace and your power. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
Amen. Bless you. If you need prayer, we're here. Worship's basically going to start because the other gathering started four minutes ago. All right. Have an amazing week.